Welcome back to the 18th episode of Triple Threat Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Becker, coming to you live from Stillwater, Oklahoma, for the first episode back for this new football season. The Cowboys are set to take on the Tulsa Golden Hurricane the, and now on September 19th. It was set to be this weekend on September 12th. Tulsa had a pause practice uh, a couple weeks ago because of a new, numerous COVID tests that came back positive, and so they weren't they didn't quite get in as much practice they would they would have liked. So they asked, and OSU agreed that you know that we should push the game back a week, and it'll still take place in Stillwater, and it'll still be a good game, and it'll, at least we're playing. At, at least Oklahoma State is playing, and football is back. NFL starts soon. Everything's happening. Sports are back. I'm back. The O-cast is back. Everything's back. We're back in. We're back to normal. But back to the game. When it comes to COVID nineteen and fans and precautions, OSU's taking. OSU's taking amazing precautions when it comes to athletics. You know, twenty five percent capacity. No game day. Uh, no game day tailgating. Limited capacity in bars. And, I mean, they're they're taking it pretty seriously when it comes to athletics. And you know the safety of players and fans, and you know on Twitter they, you got your first, everyone got their first look at what Boom Pickens Stadium would look like, and they have the orange seat back set up, social distance away from each other, and it's gonna be a good time. Um, at least people, I'm I'm glad they're letting people into the game, although it's only gonna be I think about fourteen to fifteen thousand people, counting suite holders and season ticket holders and all that, plus twenty five hundred students. It, it's still gonna be a good environment. It's not obviously not gonna be as loud and as fun as as it was last year, or, you know, previous years, but. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. And this team, I mean, this team is, it's going to be a good, it looks to be a good year on paper. Uh, this is probably the most highly anticipated Oklahoma State Cowboy football team in recent history, probably since 2011. You got the three-headed monster uh, and Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, and Tylen Wallace all returning. Chuba and Tylen for their senior years. Spencer Sanders for his uh, second year starting, his junior, his redshirt jun- uh, sophomore year. Tylen coming off that ACL injury looks to get back to the Blinkenkopf level that he was pr- prior to injuring his uh, knee. Chuba Hubbard looking for that Heisman, clear-cut Heisman contender. He had a breakout year last year. I don't think, even me, I took a couple years behind Justice Hill, and then last year he finally got his chance with L.D. Brown breaking him up, and he, he broke out. He took he took full advantage of it, and now he's one of the, the premier names in college football. But on the hand of Chuba Hubbard, you got to have a good O-line uh, to create run running holes and protect Spencer and give him time to find Thailand and all that. But late in fall camp, a lot of things happened on the O-line. I think all year that was pretty much the, the one big question for the Cowboy football team was, you know, on offense at least, was, you know, the O-line. Because, you know, receivers isn't a problem. Running back's not a problem. Quarterback's not really a problem. We didn't really know what was going to happen with that O-line. Josh Sills transferred in from West Virginia. Bryce Bray and Jacob Farrell both left the program after violating team rules. Dylan Galloway was a starter last year, stepped away from the program due to injury concerns and previous injuries. And, you know, that left a couple holes at tackle and guard for where no one really knew what was going to happen. Last year, Charlie Dickey really did well with the hand he was dealt uh, with a young old line last year, and it, they played pretty well for the most part. They, he shuffled them around a lot. A lot of people played a lot of different positions. And Hunter Anthony, who actually won the right tackle spot to start the first game, uh, he even said it during one of his media availabilities. He's confident that any guy on that old line can play any position, so that's, that's, that's a good thing to have with flexibility, at, especially at those positions. Cole Birmingham won the right guard spot. Kind of a shock, not really. It's a thin position there, but, you know, I think Charlie Dickey is a great coach. He proved that at K-State before he came here, and I, I think he'll get this, these guys ready to take on the better competition in the Big 12 with uh, OU, to the OUs, the Texases, the, you know, those, those, those teams of the world. Tulsa, we don't have to really worry about the O-line. When it gets into Big 12 play, you know, I think, I think he'll have these guys ready to, to compete with the, the better D-lines. Now, on the other side of the ball, Cowboys return 10-11 and starters on defense. 
only losing A.J. Green, who sadly got cut by the Browns. Most likely going to be a practice squad member, though, so that's good seeing him in the NFL. I think he's got a, a lot of talent. Um, he's a pretty good corner, and I think I think with the right coaching, he can he can get coached up to a level where he can he could probably play in the NFL one day. You know, you got the return of Calvin Bundage at linebacker. Yeah, that's going to add some depth to an already deep linebacking quarter with Amen Ogbonga and Malcolm Rodriguez and Brock Martin and you know the rest of those guys. The defensive line they return everyone. You return the entire D line: Tyler Lacey, Cameron Murray, Trace Ford, everyone else: Sima Hula Talamaka. All these guys return. Jaden Jernigan. You get, you get all these guys back. Colin Clay still waiting on his waiver from the NCAA after transferring here from Arkansas. We don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, it's been it's been months, but that's not really a worry right now just because, you know, this defense is so good, so deep. Two deeps are all, most of them returning. Uh, you got safeties, Trey Sterling, Kobe Harvard Peel, Tanner McAllister getting his first year starting after Jark Bernard moved to back, back to corner. You got Christian Holmes, the Missouri transfer. Big SEC, you know, SEC actually plays, you know, they're known for defense over there and He's got he's got three years starting over there, so he's gonna come in and Jim Knowles, Mike Gundy, they all seem pretty high on him. His teammates seem pretty high on him, so you know hopefully he's gonna come in and provide a good number two corner uh, on the other side of Rodarius Williams, who obviously is probably gonna be the number one just because you know he's been here for four years now and he's been competing and you know he, he's got he's got what it takes. I think if he can he can get out of his head a little bit and step up, uh, he has to have a breakout year. He had a down the year last year, so. You know, he's got he's got to step up this year and, and really prove that he is to the level that you know he wants to be and that everyone thinks he can be. Now moving to Tulsa, Tulsa's a funny funny team. Their starting quarterback returns Zach Smith. Their backup returns and Seth Boomer. You know Zach Smith had a solid campaign last season. The team didn't turn out so well. Four and eight for Philip Montgomery's crew, but Zach Smith had a good year. He threw for just under 3,300 yards and. And he threw for 19 touchdowns. He only threw nine interceptions last year. He had a pretty good year. He's a decent. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback for Tulsa. And you know he, he can he can he can make some plays happen. And I, I think this defense can you know is going to shut him down just because you know this defense like I said is veteran. It's a veteran defense. Zach Smith is a good quarterback. He can he can he can throw the ball. He can sling it. Not a great runner, but the D line and the pressure that I think the D line can create, it's going to shake up Tulsa and an O line that only re- that returned four or six starters, but they had a rough year last year. They gave up three and a half sacks per game, and they struggled to produce good run blocking. So with with this veteran D line coming up at them, I think it's, it's going to be a rough day for the Tulsa offense. Um, back to the back to their skill positions. Both their running backs return, uh, led by Shamari Brooks, who ran for over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Uh, his counterpart's t- going to be Corey Taylor. Uh, he's more the power runner of the two. You know, going to put him in down to by the goal line. He ran for un- just under 500 yards, but he-, he added six touchdowns. So, like I said, he's more their red zone power guy. Look out for him down there if if they get to that point. They also returned two of their star- uh, two of their top receivers from a year ago, Keelan Stokes and Sam Crawford Jr. They lost their third best receiver. He's a senior, so he graduated. But Keelan Stokes was the leading receiver on the team last year. He had uh, 1,040 yards and six touchdowns. Crawford 777 yards and five touchdowns. They have the returning veterans uh, on their skill positions, but. They got to replace two O linemen, just like just like Oklahoma State did. If the experienced D line of Oklahoma State turns out like they they were at the end of last season and what they looked like uh, to be what they want to be this season, it's going to be a rough year for it's going to be a rough day for the Tulsa Golden Hurricane with guys like Cam Murray and Trace Ford and Tyler Lacey and you know those guys coming at them constantly. Brock Martin, uh, Amen Ogbonaminga, big blitz guy. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez had a couple sacks last year. And you got the safeties who also, Jim Knowles loves to blitz. He loves to blitz. So you got Trey Sterling who can come on in blitzes. You got Kobe Harvey Peel who comes on in blitzes. 
you know, everybody on that lined up on defense can come in, come in and blitz the quarterback at any given time, any given play in the Jim Knowles scheme. Although they are, you know, returning for another year, they didn't have a good year last year. And so, you know, three and a half sacks per game is horrible. Hopefully they, you know, they give Oshu a good, quick challenge in the beginning just to, just to see how good this team can be. I don't think it's going to stay close for long. You know, like I said, coming off a rough 4-8 season for Tulsa, they have a good. They have a lot of returners. Their defense kind of kind of got beat up a little bit. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of guys there. A couple guys to the NFL, but you know, Oshu, Oshu's offense. Spencer Sanders, Tylen. You know, we, we might even see Tay Martin a little bit. Braden Johnson, Jelani Woods. You know, they, those guys are gonna have a day. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be a good day for them. G- get get them back in the groove of things. Getting them back in playing. You know, with a shortened camp, shortened off season, and all that. Um, Oshu is twenty one point favorites, and sadly. I know I speak for myself, and I speak for a lot of other people. The game was moved from a 6.30 kickoff to an 11 a.m. kickoff when the game got postponed a week. So it'll now be September 19th at 11 a.m. on ESPN. And like I said, OSU is 21-point favorites. I'm going to pound that spread. I'm going to pick the game. Oklahoma State, 45-13 over Tulsa Golden, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, and they'll move on to West Virginia the next week. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I know this episode is pretty short. But it's good to be back, and I'll see you all in all the next episode after the Tulsa game to recap that. And as always, go Pokes!